Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I have to have conversations with staff about this topic, and you're not going to guess what it is because you're not even going to believe that it is a topic. And the topic is holidays. I don't believe in holidays. So I'm all about seasons, not holidays. I don't do holidays. I don't believe in awareness months. I know that sounds crazy, but let me break it down for you. So as educators and within school and in our own experiences, we have been taught to celebrate holidays in educational settings. So think about it. We always have done something for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We tend to do things for Valentine's Day, um, St. Patrick's Day, Mother's and Father's Day. Sorry, I'm going down the list in my head. Fourth of July, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I think I hit the bulk of them. I think those are the main ones that pretty much everyone has done. And I don't believe in them. And I say that because it's not fair and it's not right. Our schools are so diverse. And I don't think people realize that everything isn't for everybody. So what message are you sending if you're celebrating holidays to certain people? I celebrate seasons. So you get four different things out of me. Fall, winter, spring, and summer. In summer, we can put up a little beach situation. Looks fun, display. In fall, you get the colors of the leaves and they look windy. Um, Winter, you get snowmans and ice. And in spring, you get little rain with umbrellas. If you live somewhere where that stuff happens. That's what you get out of me. But you don't get holidays. Because you don't realize who you can be offending and you can do it in many ways. Example, let's say it's winter time. I'm celebrating winter. So you're going to get snowmans. You're going to get um, snowflakes, a little bit of snow. You're going to get, um, you know, whatever else is winter snow, all, all that fun things. But when December rolls around, Do you actually realize how many holidays there are in December? There's, of course, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. But there's Three Kings Day, St. Nicholas Day. There's Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Now, I don't know what it is, but it sounds fun. There's St. Lucy's Day. I don't know who she is, but it's a holiday. You got Yule. Holy Innocence, and that's just in December. I had to look all that up and write notes on it. 
if you're only celebrating Christmas, what message is that sending to the people that believe in all those other holidays? Is that saying to them, oh, I celebrate Christmas, so you have to celebrate Christmas? And what if they don't even believe in any of that? What if they're like a Jehovah's Witness and they don't do holidays and things like that? You have to be aware that your schools or your schools are diverse. There are a multitude of people who believe in many things. This is why I do seasons. Because it's not right and it's not fair to subject somebody to something that they may or may not believe in or may have different connotations of it, just like Christmas. Some people may feel like this is the season for Jesus. Did that rhyme? That did rhyme. Then some people maybe it's all about the Santa to the Claus. Someone else maybe it's about just the spirit of giving. Even within that you can offend people. Because everybody's different. And it's nothing wrong with that. We have to acknowledge that there's difference. The issue is we don't acknowledge it or we were not taught to acknowledge it in our childhood. And so now we have to be able to say everybody's different and it's fine. So let's just celebrate winter. It's not going to kill anybody. If you want to do something down to the Kwanzaa, then you do it on your own time. If you want to do something for the Hanukkah, then you know what? You go down and you do it at the Hanukkah at your house or wherever you may do it at the temple. Wherever you may do it, do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But in a situation that is for the general, for the public, unless you are a type of religious school, that's different. But for general purposes, don't don't do that. I mean, even with Awareness Month, we like to say, oh, it's February time. It's time to do Black History Month. But what if you just do Black History Month and you don't do Hispanic Heritage Month when that rolls around in mid-September? Are you saying that Black History Month is important and Hispanic Heritage Month isn't? Or what about when we get to AAPI month in, in May? What if you don't acknowledge that? You see what I'm saying? There are so many ways. This is why I only do seasons. It keeps it simple and it keeps it easy. Once at a job, I did try to celebrate multiple seasons and we did like Christmas, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And it was, just, it was a lot going on in that lobby. It was just, it was a cluster of shit going on. It was just, it, it was just bad. Like <laughs> We tried. And it's impossible. And there are going to be things that you can do and you can't do. And then remember, there are people that don't believe in that stuff. But it's not just about religion either. It's about other holidays. It's Think about it. What about Father's Day? What if someone doesn't have a father? Or Mother's Day? What if they don't have a mother? Let me tell you how offensive it is for someone to say, Oh, I don't have a dad. And the rebuttal is, oh, we're just actual grandfather. Just go actual uncle. That is disrespectful. What if they don't have an uncle? What if they don't roll with their uncle? Like, I don't like the uncle. We don't know any of this. So basically you're saying that their family construct is wrong because it's not the way that you deem that it should be. That is rude and disrespectful. Everybody doesn't have a mom. So what is supposed to be? Oh, go actual grandma. And what if, like I said, what if you don't like grandma? I mean, you know, a lot of schools have always done these donuts with dads and muffins with moms and father-daughter dances. And it is a way of not being inclusive and you are actually being exclusive by keeping people out and making them feel like they're less than. Now, of course, I know it's going to be someone that's like, oh, well, it is what it is. Well, you know what? 
that's the issue right there. If you keep to the seasons, summer, spring, fall, and winter, you can never go wrong. And like I said, I know a lot of us were brought, were brought up this way, we were taught this way, but just because we were brought up and taught a certain way doesn't mean that is right, that is not inclusive. Think about any of those things where you weren't allowed to partake in it or you felt awkward or uncomfortable because you had to try to make some alteration or you had to figure out how to make it work. It's not right. And that's why I had to have this conversation with a lot of staff members when they start, when they're like, can we decorate for so-and-so? I'm like, nope. Mm -mm. One, I don't believe in it. And two, it's, a, it's our company too. Our company policy isn't that. But I know lots of places are different. But for us, we're just like, no. Because you don't realize who you're offending, who you're not, and how you're making people feel. And if we're doing this for the children, if this is about our children and our families, then that's who we need to be serving, not ourselves. But if you know someone that needs to hear this, send this episode to them and we will be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. The school environment isn't just about the aesthetics of the building. It's about the culture and the climate as well. And everybody wants an amazing school. I mean, I never heard one person say, you know what, I want just a terrible school that's the worst. I want a school that's at the bottom of the list that's on Channel 13 News for doing everything wrong. I think everybody wants a, to have a successful school at the end of the day. But you have to, it has to start with that school environment. And the way a school feels when someone enters is important. It's not just about the look, like I said, about how things look, which is super important, but it's about how does it feel? Because visitors, family, everyone should feel warm and excited when they walk in. You know, everyone won't remember all of the details about your school when they come and visit, even if they attend and they leave. Some people stay at places they don't like for other reasons. Maybe it could be a financial situation or a location, but. No matter what the reason is, people are going to forget things, but they're always going to remember how it made them feel. That is what you want to go for. How did this school make me feel? Did it make me feel like I belong? Did I feel inclusive? Did my child feel special? Or did I just feel like I had to drop off and it made me uncomfortable? That's part of that school environment. And nobody wants to feel like a number nobody wants a, a a feeling of transactional that should never be felt like i come in i drop my kid off i pay and then i leave that is almost robotic and it just does not feel good but you know the school environment actually does not begin in the building anyway it's actually the outside of the building at your, at the front doors when you pull up 
I have been to schools that I will say look unpalatable from the outside. I said that nicely to say they look dirty. They look grimy and I would not send my dog there, but I didn't want to walk in, but I had to. I was afraid of what I was about to walk into. And then as soon as I walked in, I was wrong. I have been wrong on several occasions and the inside of some of these schools, they're astonishing. They are amazing. And looking from the outside, I would have never known. And I could have missed out on this experience, this educational experience. Anybody can just by looking on the outside of it. So remember that the school environment is about the atmosphere um, and the conditions that your school has fostered. Now, in my book, Best Practices for a High-Quality Preschool, After-School, and Enrichment Programs, which you can find on Amazon, like I did that plug-in, I do give a couple um, examples of things that or ways you can achieve these goals. And thinking about inside the building, you know, when visitors and staff come in, they should be greeted and, and acknowledged when they walk into the building. When new families visit, they should attend. They should be attended to immediately. Orient, having orientations for new families so that you can take the time to go over all of their paperwork and answer all of their last minute questions and hearing positive and happy sounds from the hallways. The entryways are clean. They're professionally decorated with schoolwork and the hobby, the hobbies, the lobbies showcase the curricula that your children will be learning. These are all simple things that can be done inside the building and even outside the building, making sure there's no trash or debris um, rolling around in the parking lot or next to the front door. I have one of my schools, it's in a shopping complex and the buildings that are in the complex, like there's a trash can in front of the business next door to us. And that trash can is always overflowing and is always running into our lawn and bushes. And it sucks, but it is what it is. We have to clean up the trash and sometimes we'll just empty that trash can even though it's not ours because it's affecting our business. It's affecting the way that we look and we present ourselves even though it's not our fault because when the wind blows, it comes to us. It is what it is. You know, making sure that, you know, the trash dumpsters close and you're not storing furniture outside because for some reason, childcare facilities love to store stuff outside. I don't know why, but it's a thing. But little things like that, you know, they go a long way to families that are looking to say, I'm spending my money and I want to see where I'm spending my money at. And we want them to feel that this is the place where you want to be. So just kind of think of those things for your school environment. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide, best practices for center program and activity directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. 
You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. I want to thank you all for listening this week. Think about some of the things that I said about moving from seasons to holidays. And also think about your school environment. And I want you all to have a great, amazing week. Talk to you soon. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.